I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Halfbacked Podcast, the round eight edition of the NRL season. I'm your host, Tim Williams, here with us to find a few winners. He's one of the sharpest minds in the NRL, former Canberra Raiders halfback, Sammy Williams. Sam, how are you, mate? Going well, boys. Uh... Another good week of footy last weekend. It's uh, the the NRL's on fire at the moment. It's there's entertainment galore. The crowds are good. The ratings are good. Um, if you're not enjoying it at the moment, you're a very negative human being. Yeah, Sam, put you on the spot. But from a, a fan's point of view, and we sit there each year, and there's been manipulations to the rules. And a few years ago, we had it quite good. Then there were a few blowout scorelines. This year, they seem to have got it pretty well right, aside from the mass sin binnings. But I'm sure teams will adapt soon enough. Yeah, look, I think there's uh, whenever there's no drastic um, things in the media or uh, fans blowing up, then I think we're on a winner because constantly we're looking for something negative in the game. That's what sells papers and gets people watching the TV. So if there's not something stand out, I think the game's going pretty well. The players have been fairly well behaved over the last <laughs> six, nine months. I'm sure there's a few, uh, few media outlets that are hating every bit of it, but well done to the players. You're doing well. This will go to air in about an hour's time. And in that, in the space of that hour, anything could happen in the NRL uh, public space. So also <laughs> with us is ex-TAB data analyst, head of analytics at KO Sport, the man with arguably the sorest shoulders in the country outside of maybe Benny Hunt. It's James Hughes. G'day, boys. G'day. I'm, I'm, I'm not doing too bad. Another another profitable week for me. Um, in the words of uh, Buzz Ross, Rossfield, though, I feel sorry for the Newcastle Knights. Yes, yes. <laughs> Mate, you, uh, you've been big for us, and I'll tell you why, because we'll get to last week's recap straight away. Uh, and, mate, your lock did miss out this week, but your value play landed. Raiders negative five and a half start versus the Dragons. Sharks 13 plus. Doggies against the Doggies. That was at $5.50. So, mate, another very tidy profit for yourself. Yeah, nice. Uh, obviously, the Raiders won by six to just, just yeah. cover my line by a half, so I'll take that any day. So, that's perfect. I, I do know that that uh, game got out to minus six and a half late, late before betting closed. So unfortunately, some people might not have gotten the minus five. But oh, no. Yeah, but I, you know, hopefully people searched for it in the alternate lines and got into that one with me. Yeah, fair play there, mate. Uh, now, Sambo, you duck eggs last week, and I, I'd say you to a degree. You didn't carry us last year because we all had good seasons, but you were the standout. Uh, your lock of the week last week, you had the Broncos, the Panthers, and the Storm at $2.27. Two out of three there, but uh, not good enough. Storm got done against Manly. I hope you blokes have finally learned the lesson. The Battle of Brookish is a different beast no matter what the form lines are coming in. Yeah, look, 
absolute credit where credit's due. The Manly side was brilliant. Uh, what I will say is they were defensively fairly poor leading into this game, and geez, they turned it on last week. There was a time there where Lockie Croker dives over the line, and you see the whole Brookie um, hill just go up as one. It was it was a great sight. Um, fair play to them. They they're um, you know they're, they're playing some good football. I think they've got to find a little bit of consistency, but I think they're um, you know they're tracking fairly well. The Manly Seagulls. See, Lockie Croker, uh, the, the the golden product. Uh, I get confused with all those croakers. Jared Croker's uh, golden product. Lockie Croker, he's Crookwell. Yeah, that's correct. They're they're, they're sort of distant cousins. Uh, Lockie's the nephew of Jason Croker. Jared's not part of those croakers, but Jared's dad has about twelve brothers and sisters. Uh, <laughs> his mum's not too different. Uh, but there's he's got he's got cousins all over the place. So if you go to Goulburn or Crookwell and run into a croaker, it's not necessarily Jared's brother, cousin, or um, father. Just mate, on Lockie Croker came through. Obviously, he's a couple of years younger than I was. Actually, fair, fair few younger years younger than you in the Raiders system. But I believe he did play together. I think I remember a game you two started in the halves for the Raiders, and I think he did his shoulder. Tough run early on of injuries. Never a superstar, you know. Trying to crack the NRL early on, still isn't a superstar. But came through as a half. Went to Manly, got a career lifeline. Moved to Hooker, and the last two, three seasons, stayed with both hands. Is that a, like, were you really surprised by that transition to number nine? I think he's one of those players, Lockie, that he is quite a natural footballer. Uh, he, look, he tackles hard, like he's built very well. He plays the game tough. So uh, these are the sort of players that are quite versatile. Mm. Uh, he found a little bit of a home at nine. As you said, he came through the grades as a half, played a little bit of fullback in the lower grades uh, for the Raiders as well. So, he can play a number of positions, but ultimately he's a competitor. He puts his body on the line and has a dig. And if you do those things, you are going to be able to find a home somewhere in that uh, side. And he's doing a fantastic job for the side. Yeah, one of the best blokes in the NRL. Between him and the the Trebojevic brothers, it makes Manly a little bit difficult to hate at the moment. So uh, real good one. I'm very happy for Lockie Croker. My plays last week, Brian Toto, anytime try scorer at $1.65 was my lock. Resisted temptation to up the odds there a little bit, and it resulted in a profit last week. So happy days there. So two out of three profits. Usually uh, you took the chocolates there with that $5.50 shot, certainly. Guys, we're exclusively using better markets for our plays throughout the season. To follow along with our plays, you can find the link to any of our weekly SC Playbook multis in any of our articles at scplaybook.com.au or on the social post that we send out. By going through those channels, it'll let better know that we sent you. So that'll be much appreciated if you are linking up. It's important to remember that you win some, but you lose more. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Guys, let's get stuck into our round eight NRL punting plays. Sam, we'll start with you, mate. Your Brian Bevan lock of the week, 65% of our bet. Yeah, what I will say is that um, uh, form's temporary, class is permanent. So <laughs> you just stay solid here with me. I've been a little bit unlucky, as you said, but I've been there about. So I had a look at these and <laughs> I could have said, you know what, let's just play one of them, play the odds, get yourself on the board. But I went, no, 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 I'm confident on both. So I've got Alof Khan Pereira to score any time at $1.86. And we could have sat there and said, yep, that's a nice little victory. But I've thrown Ronaldo Militalo in as well at $1.53. So you get $2.84 about those two to score. I just think that the Sharks left, it, it, it is their whole side when they're on, they're on. There's no doubt they can score points. I think the dog's right edge have been quite fragile. Uh, Militalo's on the 
he's a real beneficiary of that at, at a lot of the time. So I think he can score. <clears throat> Carl Pereira speaks for himself. Kieran Foran, he's still creating. But there was a try last week where I hadn't seen a lot of his blinding speed. He takes off there, Carl Pereira. There's probably not a lot of wingers who take off off the mark and score one of his two tries last week. So I just think that that he's in form. I think that the Titans, if they're going to score points, it's got to be on that left edge. And there's a figure roughly, I think, 13 or 14 tries have been scored down the left for the Titans and only four on the right. So we know where they're going. They've still got strike power there. So I've played both of them to score, getting $2.84. Hmm. Uh, in your case, Sam, good jokes are temporary. Excuses are permanent. Mate, at the Cronulla Sharks, one thing Is that, that a joke? That, yeah, Jimmy's laughing his head oh. off. He, he must have his microphone muted. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'm sure all those uh, all the punters going to work are just sitting there holding their stomach. They're laughing that hard. I had to pull over on the side of the road for that one. <laughs> um, hey, Sam, one thing that stuns me with the, the Sharkies is the, the ability to interchange Nico Hines and Matt Moylan on the left and right edge. Now, we know that, you know, for a long time now, it's certainly not a new thing. You have your left and your right edge halves. There's pretty rarely is there a traditional half who, who controls the centre of the field. Then you have a swinging 5-8. We're starting to see it a little bit more now, thank God. Nico and Matty Moylan, uh, like Moises sits on the left, Nico's on the right. There are sets where they've swapped over and they'll just play the opposite side and link up seamlessly and they still have one of the most fluent attacks in the competition. I find that to be not only good coaching to allow them to do it, but their ability to pull it off, considering they only have like a bit over a season together, is it's pretty amazing. Yeah, you're right. I think it's it's a wonderful attribute that the side has because when you sit down during the week to do your study on the opposition, most sides you know exactly who you're going to be tackling. I know there was times through my career where they'd say, oh, you've got so-and-so, and I could go into the game pretty well thinking that I'm not going to have to tackle that person once. So when you've got a combination like Heinz and Moylan, one thing about them is that they've both played fullback in their career, so they can chime in. That It's natural for them to play both sides of the field. Uh, having Hines, who can play that controlling seven as well, just allows them that little bit of control, but that little bit of versatility as well. So you're right, it's working really well for them. When you come to the back end of this season, these different sort of players and, and variations to teams to be able to grow – could be the difference. So, yeah, you're right. They're doing a fantastic job. We know, Sam, that uh, you know, you're a really solid half defender through your time, but we know that, you know, attacking units sort of, they, they tend to try and isolate the weaker half, defensive half in the team. And when your other half is the best defensive half in the competition in Jack Wyden, were there ever games where you'd go into it and then you play in the storm and all of a sudden they go, Nelson, big Nelson soft Solomon, get on that left edge and run at Sammy Williams. You're running out there and you just scream out to the other side of the field. Hey, Jacko, you're keen to, keen to switch up on the right this week, mate. Yeah, they, the problem <laughs> is they'd probably just switch their attack and come here <laughs> anyway, so it defeats the purpose. But, yeah, look, there's games when you know you're going to be in for it. Uh, sometimes you, you play the team previously who had success around you and you just it's such a mental game as I said earlier in some of these podcasts getting up week in week out for the NRL it's very very difficult so you've got to be able to switch off away from the game and forget about things because if not it'll consume your week and you'll get out there on the Mm. field and be knackered so yeah look it is a it's an interesting little one there for halves Jimmy Hughes your lock of the week 
Yep. We all know that Sammy's a bit of a favourite for tipping Parramatta uh, each week, but uh, he's kind of gone away from it a little bit. It's my turn now. So I'm going to throw in Parramatta to beat Brisbane up at Darwin uh, at $2.10. I've got Paris uh, slight favourites, four or five point favourites in the market. Uh, I'm thinking... You know, Parramatta are full strength. They've come off a big, solid win against the Doggies, albeit Doggies uh, not looking too great. But I think this is a statement that Parramatta need to make this week if they want to be looking like a, a premiership contender. So, you know, guys like Josh Hod- uh, Hodgson back uh, is also a big plus for them. So I'm going to lock in Parra to beat Brisbane. So, mate, better have the Broncos as two-and-a-half-point favourites. You've got the Eels as four-and-a-half-point favourites. Yes, yeah, I've got a parameter up there. So, yeah, very interesting one, slightly different to the market. So, yeah, I'm, I'm taking that one as my lock. Huge swing there. My Brian Bevan lock of the week, Greg Marju, $2.10 anytime try scorer. Take my money. So, I just found that outstanding to be those. I thought I'd jump on there and see him at about $1.60, $1.65. He has five tries in four games already to start the season, including two doubles. The only game he didn't score in was against Penrith, who no one scores against. Add into the fact that Caelan Pong is back on that left edge, one of the best players, in fact, I think he's probably the best player in the game at creating a three-on-two and finding his winger. He creates a space for that man every single time. Greg Marju, put it this way, improving on his defence, but a long way from being the best defensive winger in the competition. There's a reason he hasn't played a ton of NRL games in his career and he's in and out of top grades because of his defence. Sure as hell isn't his attack because he's unbelievable with ball in hand. So I think Marge at $2.10 anytime try scorer. I think that is a lock indeed. Sam, your value player of the week, 25% of the takings. Yeah, well, I've gone to the West Tigers Manly game. I think there's a little bit of value. As I said earlier, I've been very impressed with Manly. They showed a lot of resolve defensively last week. Now, what the defence does do, it allows you to play possessions. If you can defend well, you'll play down the other end of the field uh, most of the time because you're, you're controlling the game. So I feel like if Manly can defend well, there's enough points in there to, to, to score enough against this Tigers side. Now, the, the edges for the Tigers have been defensively woeful. They've been conceding way too many. They've only conceded a few tries in the middle. So I think the, the edges of Manly will be licking their lips. For me, I think that Turbo, he, he'll score a try. I just, you can't not love the bloke. He's so good to watch what he creates. Um, him as a person, we mentioned earlier, you know, they're just so hard not to like. But we're not here for liking players. We're here for making money. So we're still throwing Turbo in. Ruben Garrick on the left edge. I think he's a beneficiary of Schuster being back. We mentioned a few times on this podcast the way that Schuster goes to the line and engages both the three-man, four-man, and just creates so much room on the on the outside. So I think Ruben Garrick's a real beneficiary of him being back. I think Manly win the game. But I've also thrown the, the left winger for the Tigers in as well. So I think that that's – look, if it, it'll be Staines or Tupu. Uh, I'm not too sure how that plays out. Either way, they're both $9 this multi. So I don't care who it is. Sit down and work out when they run out on the field or if you have a bit more of a bit more of an idea, put it in. But for me, it's Turbo, Garrick, Manly, and the left winger, either Staines or Tupo, and you're going to get $9 about that. Very nice, mate. Yeah, it's, I mean, initially one, they're a bit of a basket case, the Tigers, in the sense that 
Charlie Staines played fullback for them last game, and they've chopped and changed wingers and fullbacks. They've got a young debutant at fullback now, so it makes the the, the, the uh, probably the getting on early of the punting plays a little bit tough because trying to figure out who the, which wingers are going to be which one. But uh, I like that, like the play, Sam. And I was a little bit. I wanted to go hard on Manly as well. The only reluctance I had and why I've left them out of my plays is all sides barring one off the bye this season have won. And I think that the, the can't remember which one it was, but the side that did get done, it was in a tight game. So is that a concern for you that the Tigers are fresh off the bye? Well, the Tigers haven't won since ooh, 1908 or something like that. So <laughs> um, to be honest, if it was another side, maybe, but I don't know. We just keep seeing... As a fan, I think you just sit there and wait, mm. waiting for them to turn around. But I still haven't seen why they're going to win. So, uh, look, uh, what it what it does show is the fact that when I mention week in week out rugby league and being consistent, I hope that this is painting a bit of a picture. We haven't had a buy in the NRL for a little while. A buy is as good as anything in this competition because it's so hard to get up every week. So yeah, look, there's an element that the Tigers will have been freshened up, but. Look, freshening up and not having the troops to perform is a different kettle of fish. Sam, we sit here and slag the Tigers, and to be honest, until they turn their form around, I think it's warranted. But one of our relatives is the great Laurie Nichols, the, the greatest rugby league fan of all time. Tigers, absolute stalwart. Uh, Laurie passed in the year of 2000, just after the merger happened. Uh, but yeah, Laurie Nichols, our, our, our mum's a Nichols, and there you go. Yeah, he's a uh, look. We we are rugby league nuffies. We're born and bred into it. Uh, Dad was a rugby league man, and and Mum's side uh, all rugby league people. So yeah, Laurie. Look, we we were lucky. We grew up with um, some great stories of of Laurie and rat a tat tat out goes the cat. You know these sort of <laughs> things. It's just um, yeah, he's a great man, Laurie. Yuzi, your value player of the week. Uh, boys, I'm going to go for a uh, three leg multi. Um, you know. Throw the Dolphins versus Titans, so Dolphins to just win that game uh, into Melbourne minus 11.5 versus New Zealand, um, and then the Roosters minus 11.5 versus the Dragons at $5.11. So essentially, I, I kind of don't mind the 11.5s rather than taking the 13 pluses because that's obviously a two converted tribe win. So, you know, save, save yourself a little bit there. Um, if you know if the market was twelve and a half, it's kind of a bit more of a tougher mm. bet. Uh, but the eleven and a half, I think, is good for both those games, Melbourne and the Roosters. Um, you know, Asafa Solomon is back for Melbourne. Obviously, a really big inclusion uh, and a lot of firepower to, to add to that Melbourne outfit. Uh, and then the Roosters, obviously, I would say full strength. And I'd love to actually hear Sam's opinion on the whole Sam Walker uh, mm. missing out this week. Um, like I think it's it's a good call for the Roosters to give him a bit of a rest and, and test another formula. Uh, but how's Sam Walker feeling right now, kind of going through this with probably one of the biggest regular season games of the year, uh, and he's missing out on it? Yeah, he's probably flat as a tack, to be honest. But in saying that too, he's a young half. If you think you're just going to come in and waltz in and, and not have ups and downs through your career, uh, you've got rocks in your head. So... He's a good young player. There's no doubt there's some areas of his game that needs to improve. He's a little body that's always going to uh, – so the consistency within the game, 
uh, is going to take a toll on your on your body. And this is such a big game. Joey Manu as a ball runner in these big games, I can see why they've done it. I really can. The other thing is, do, do, as a halves pairing, what complements each other better? Do you have a ball running 5'8 with Kiri running the show? Uh, or do you have two playmakers that, could, you know, sometimes it can stifle each other? So I think that Robinson's made the right call. I, I reckon on this big stage, I think it's a fair play. And, and Walker will bounce back from it. He'll be fine. Mm. That uh, actually segues into my value play very, very well. <clears throat> and that is Joey Manu, anytime try scorer at $3.60. Uh, I know there's not enormous value there, but essentially, as Sam reminds us constantly, we're here to find winners. So went to add another leg in from that game and said, no, you know what? That The play is Joey Manu 360. <clears throat> so simply, I don't think they've adjusted the odds accordingly or, or not properly with the move to 5.8. I know traditionally probably centres score more tries than than a 5.8 would, but we've seen Joey Manu at 5.8. The man is an Adonis. And probably what he does differently to other 5.8s is he doesn't pass the ball. So I'm intrigued to see how this will impact the, the Roosters' attack and whether it stunts it, whether it, it limits James Tedesco in good space a little bit. But I did a bit of research around just simply his receipts at 5'8 in the handful of games he played last year. In the same fixture last season, the Roosters and Dragons, not the end at day one, a little bit later on in the year, Joey Manu played 5'8. He scored a double and he had 30 receipts. The game prior to that, he played 5'8 as well and he had 37 receipts. That's basically getting the ball. Hands on the ball. Uh, either side of that, games around playing centre, he had 17 and 18. So essentially he's doubling his receipts. And when you're doing that with Joey Manu, who is absolutely a run first, pass second, 5-8, I think they're in a game that has the potential to be a blowout if the Roosters turn it on, I think Joey Manu at $3.60 is a terrific bet. So that's the way I've gone there. Uh, where are we up to? Samuel, Steve Jackson, Hail Mary of the week. 10%. Yeah. Yeah, look, I've gone to the uh, Melbourne and Warriors game on Monday, the Anzac Day Clash. It's a real tough one uh, because the Warriors have been going so well. They really have. I've I've loved every bit of the way they've been performing. And, and there's every chance they're up for this game. It really is. But I just think that Melbourne, they've got a bit of a point to prove. And traditionally, over the last few years, this has been an absolute bloodbath in Melbourne's favour. Mm. They, they get up for this game. Uh, Craig Bellamy, no doubt, will still be pushing them so, so hard. They've got a little bit more time for their turnaround. So I think that Melbourne win, I've thrown it in because we need a bit of value about it. So I've gone Melbourne 13 plus. That could go there. Look, the Warriors could could really turn it on. But I think that Melbourne 13 plus, I like um, Cam Munster back on the left. He was starting to form some really good combinations there with the left. And I think Nick Meaney's so underrated at the moment. He brings so much balance to this Melbourne side. Without him there, they just lose a little bit of their uh, creativity and their spark. So I think Melbourne 13 plus, I like Coates to score a double. And I like Munster and Meaney both to score as well. So you get 21 bucks about that. Uh, I just think that the the Storm side, we know when they click into gear, they can put massive score lines on. And at, at the moment, they haven't. But I am waiting for it. And this game's been a big one for them in the past. Mm, boys going heavily against the Wars. Few Angry Wars fans out there, but stick tight. There's a bit of a, a bit of promise coming your way shortly. Husey, what have you gone with for your Hail Mary of the week? Hail Mary, boys. I've got a $21 shot. Same game, multi in the Cowboys game. I'm going to do Cowboys minus two and a half. 
but to get the value, I'm actually going to go to some Newcastle Knights try scorers. And I'm on, along the lines of yourself there, Tim, where uh, Greg Marzu, I think, is going to get over. And I'm also going to throw Brad Bradman Best to get over himself. Uh, and the reason being... The Cowboys are actually conceding 46% of their tries down that right, their right edge defence, which is that left edge where Bradman Best and Marzu mm. will be attacking. So I think, uh, yeah, hopefully it's a perfect storm uh, where you're, you've kind of already commented on Marzu's skill as an attacking player, but they're coming up against a defensive right edge that hasn't really done a great job this year. So somehow I want two try scorers from the Knights. But- <laughs> Cowboys to win and cover their line at twenty one bucks. Yeah, it is, it's, yeah, mate, it's almost too good, too much of a perfect storm for big bad Greg Marju there. So hopefully the big fella gets over. My hail mary of the week. Funny, Hughes, but we often see our your lines and a few of my margin plays go against each other. I'll often take the line where you you'll often go an out and out winner. Which, so they can both get up, which is just one thing. And, Jag that tipped the card last week, so off the back of that, I've gone to a few winning bets. I've gone actually gone the Warriors with the eleven and a half start. Now I don't feel good about it because I've been let down by the Warriors in the past, but this year I definitely haven't, and they keep turning up. So I think with an eleven and a half start against a Storm outfit that I still have a few question marks over, uh, I like that big start. I've gone the Knights to win that game. They're the outsides against the Cowboys, missing Jason Taumalolo, missing a bunch of key players there. So as outsiders, don't mind that. The Gold Coast Titans to win against the Dolphins, again going against you, Husey. I just think too much strike power. The Dolphins have been really gritty all season, but hopefully AJ Brimson's back. He's been named on the extended bench. Foz is there. Dave Feed is on a tear, playing for an origin spot. Uh, and then, again, to get the Hail Mary value, I threw Nico Hines in as any time try scorer. That's paying $38.62. Guys, for anyone lucky enough to be tying the knot at the moment, you're probably panicking about the cost of a wedding and the honeymoon. Reduce the stress by having a yarn to Paddy and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. The boys can get you a quick loan without any built-in hidden fees or penalties for paying it off early. They'll get you the best rate possible and you'll have the money within 24 hours. Super easy process. Only needs a message. They'll make sure there's no nasty surprises, no exit fees, all with one low monthly repayment. Best of all, they'll give you a free plan worth $129 because you listen to the podcast. So if you do get in contact, make sure you mention you're an SC Playbook listener on Instagram. They're at Pat and George Mortgage Choice, all one word. Or if you jump into any of the articles on the SC Playbook website, there's an email, phone number, QR code, all sorts of different ways you can get in contact. Guys, the punters head-to-head battle each week. Uh, we pick a game, you pick a bet. To get to qualify for it, I will throw a post out, sorry, a post, an Instagram story out around about lunchtime on Friday. So follow SC Paper Quan on Instagram to comment on that story. Pick a market from the corresponding game on the podcast. This week it'll be the Roosters and Dragons. We did have a max of $4, but... I'm going to open that one up to whatever value you want. If you think you can get a 100 to 1 shot, <clears throat> nail it and lock in your spot on the podcast, then so be it. Uh, it is vital, guys. Make sure you do add the odds to the play when you comment on the Instagram story. Last week, Anthony Bergman was up against Matty Wilson, the Olympic uh, Olympian, I should say. Anthony nailed the Titans, 18 and a half start against the Broncos. Reese Walsh, anytime try, scored $3.75. Matty Wilson had the Broncos, neg 7.5 alternate handicap. Broncos raced to the 20 points and Stags anytime try score at $3. Two out of three, but Stags didn't get over. Anthony goes through to next week. If he gets three in a row, he wins a jersey of his choice. 
New opponent this week. When I say new opponent, it's actually an old opponent. Christian Norden Skipness. You might remember the name from a couple of weeks ago. The first week we did the punters head-to-head battle. He nailed Phil Sammy, Selwyn Cobbo, anytime try scorers, Titans 26.5 start against the Broncos at $4 last week. It was max bet, $4, and he nailed it. He's back on this week, uh, and there's a lot of entries there. So that is outstanding from him. So he, this week, has gone with Joey Manu, anytime try scorer. Uh, the game, sorry, is the Roosters and the Dragons. Joey Manu, anytime try scorer. Roosters giving away the negative three and a half start and the total points under 51.5 at $4. Anthony has gone with the Dragons with the 19 and a half start. Tau Tau Moga, anytime try score at $3.75 on better. So good luck to those lads in that one. Sam, let's get through your tips for this week. And we do start with tonight's game, the Rabbitohs and the Panthers. What an absolute cracking contest this one's going to be in Sydney. Who have you got here? Yeah, what a ripper. Uh, I can't wait for tonight's match. It's going to be one of those... One of those matches where I think we're going to see a bit of niggle. I reckon Latrell and Cody, they've been up for the, the first half of this season. They have been fantastic. So I think they're going to be up for it. They want to put a stake in the ground. They want to say that they can match these best sides. I think that the the Panthers have been a little bit quiet, but they're, they're, once again, they just know how to win these big games. I can't, I can't tip against the Panthers for the time being. I, I just think that they're still too well-oiled a machine. Although I can't wait to see Cody and Latrell fired up and going head to head. So would you take the bunnies with the six and a half start? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna take them with the six and a half start because I just think that the Panthers know how to grind out a victory so much. Um I think that Panthers still win the game, but the six and a half is enticing. I feel like the Panthers are that good nowadays. They just say Boys, let's leave it tight till two minutes to go so Nath can like continue to ice games and just work on his field goals for the big ones. Hughesy, uh, what have you got around this one, mate? Yeah, I've actually got this this market only uh, Penrith a one-point favourite. So I, I would definitely be kind of leaning into that plus tonight as well. Um, yeah, obviously didn't want to tip it up in any of my plays because it's <laughs> a Thursday game. But yeah, I, I do like... Like Souths on the plus, and you know they're wearing the navy stripes. My brother's in the navy, so I'll be going with that one. They are cracking. Yeah, I do tell the boys because we record on a Thursday morning, just to give people more time to uh, to put their plays out and listen. Sorry, listen to the podcast to try and avoid the Thursday game when possible. Uh, game two, Sam, the Eels and the Broncos. The Eels narrow outsiders in this one up in Darwin. Who do you have? Yeah, look, once again, I still I just want to see the consistency for the Broncos over a larger period before I start going into them too too much. The Eels know this ground really well. They've played a lot of football over there over the last few years. The big one is the Eels are 12th at the moment. The Broncos are first. Mm. Now, that probably to, to most eyes would say that the Broncos should win this one and win it well. But I just think the Eels have so much to prove and it's such a big game for them. I actually don't mind the Eels. I know Jimmy mentioned it early on. I don't mind the Eels um, at the outsiders' price. If they were $1.85, ninety each, it might be yeah. a different story. But you're getting an outsiders' price for a side that really needs to win this game. Yeah, I've actually got the Eels too. So that's three from three of us going the outsiders in this one. Sam, the Doggies and the Sharks. Look, the Doggies decimated by injury. Sharks heavy favourites here. So I suppose, firstly, you're tipping the Sharks and the line is 15.5. Do you think the Sharks cover that? 
Look, it's a massive line, isn't it? Fifteen and a half. Uh, it makes you really think, and that's the whole point of the line. So kudos to whoever put the line together. <laughs> well <played> um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, I like the Sharkies. I think they can they can win this one and win it well. Bugred, I reckon they'll give it. I reckon they'll cover it. Cowboys and Newcastle Knights. I'm surprised the Cowboys are pretty firm favourites in this, and it's got them with a, at a dollar sixty-seven with a three and a half start. Who do you like here, Sam? Yeah, look, the line says that they're going on previous form, and and the Knights um, they've they've shown better form in the start of this season. They're probably looking a little bit longer term. The Cowboys, another one that they need to win this game. I just don't know. I don't know how. If there's a game that they're up for, they have to win this game. So I think that the Cowboys win it on the fact that they're going to have every last uh, part of their body is going to be put into to winning this game. The other one is the Knights, how they back up from a really tough game last week. They could take confidence out of it, but I just worry the way they back up going on a hard road trip. I think that the Cowboys win it. Yeah, for all the same reasons, Sam, I don't mind the Cows in this one. I just And I know I threw the Knights in my Hail Mary I just thought in, in terms of betting, I thought it'd be more of like a dollar dollar ninety a piece pot rather than cows being sort of semi-firm favourites there. Sam, Dolphins and Titans. Dolphins are uh, minor favourites in this at $1.70. Who do you like here? Yeah, tough one. I really don't know. I think the Dolphins games this year are still, they're a working progress in, in trying to tip them. But look, you're probably lean towards the Dolphins, but I wouldn't be um, I wouldn't be playing too much cash on this game. Oh. You've got all out attack in the in the Titans versus a gritty, tough, grinding Dolphin side. Two completely contrasting outfits. Make of that what you will with your your plays, but yeah, good one to avoid for me as well. Tigers and Seagulls, Sam. You've said you're pretty confident on the Seagulls here, so we'll we'll skip past that one. Roosters and the Dragons. Uh, Roosters firm dollar nineteen favourites. They have a good record in this game against the Dragons in general. I should say in recent years, very firm favourites. Giving away an eleven and a half start. Who do you like? Yeah, I think that the uh, I was there last week for the Raiders Dragons game on the sideline and had a really good close look at the Dragons. What worries me about them is I don't know where their points come from at the moment. If Ben Hunt is contained, I think Sloan looked really good. He's mm. geez, he's rapid across the paddock. He, him and Tibet Fado, um, I think they are really good. The way they move is just on another level. So I was really impressed with the way he moves. But in saying that, I just think that the Roosters are way too strong in this one. I'm leaning towards the Roosters and Roosters quite well. Yeah. And uh, the Storm and the Warriors, to wrap it up, you've already said that you're going the Storm there and, and you've, you know, I think it might have been your Hail Mary or something, you said that they can uh, potentially do a little bit of a job there and cover the line. Guys, the bet are special. Last week we had Nathan Cleary, 65-plus official fantasy NRL points into Brian Toto anytime try. Uh, actually, it was Toe to score a double at $5.50. Toe only scored one. Who anticipated the Knights getting up for that one? Gee, I wish they won after all that. This week, Nico Hines, 65-plus official NRL fantasy points against the Doggies into Will Kennedy. Anytime try score at $3. As far as I know, it's the only, only bookie on the planet where you can get fantasy NRL betting. So if you are into it uh, like I am, if you're a SC Playbook faithful listener around the Supercoach and fantasy and all that jazz, go and check it out. You can find the link to that in any of our stories on site. We'll also send that out on our socials uh, tomorrow as well if you wanted to follow along. Boys, we'll wrap that up for NRL Round 8. Thank you very much, Sambo. 
Yeah, thanks, boys. Once again, I just want to mention last year, the back end of the season, we were quite critical with some of them games being boring, but we've just gone through the, the round again and there's not a boring game in sight. So mm. well done to the NRL and the teams who are performing at the moment. Yeah, they've absolutely nailed it. The footy's terrific at the moment, so I cannot wait for it. Husey, thank you very much, mate. Go get a massage. I know you're sore. I know the shoulders are sore, but uh, we appreciate your, your fine work. <laughs> I'll be drinking a couple of beers at Live Golf this weekend in Adelaide, so I'll be tuning into the footy where I can, but uh, I'll be treating myself with the Guns Gallery, so I might be a bit hungover for next week, boys. Jeez, you live a tough t- tough life, Uzi. Uh, guys, thank you very much for tuning in, and good luck in round eight. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 